Hey Pairs fans, welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of On A Pair. It's three friends talking about the game they love, the team they follow, and all the early wickets that seem to be going with it of late. As always, I've got my two good friends to make sense of the wonderful world of Worcestershire County Cricket Club. Daryl Butler, hello! Hello Jim, how you doing mate? You okay? I'm very, Have very well. Have you managed to stay dry since the last podcast? Well, I tell you what, the sun's beaming down today, but it's May has day, mainly been, it's been miserable. Terrible. I've hated it. I went to play cricket on the day of the last podcast. I don't think I've played since. No. It's mad. Pretty much underwater. Underwater. Sludge, sludge, sludge. I've been keeping wet in the pub. Been, been drinking lots of beer, but... Well, you're an, av- you're an athlete. We know that, yeah, does. absolutely. Um, Dance counts as a supporter. Pete, how are you, love? Concerned. Wow, that's... That's intense for an early yeah. opening gambit, isn't it? I'm concerned about our level of influence in the world. Okay. Invented Gareth Roderick. Yeah. Re- reinvented Sam Allardyce, it would seem. As soon as we talked about him on the pod, got a job at Leeds, didn't he? <laughs> it's true. We did invent Gareth Roderick. So do Roderick. we use our powers for good or evil? That's the question. Hey, look, if you're not a footballist, um, Sam Allardyce, we talked about him on the last pod. We thought maybe a director of cricket at Worcestershire, but sadly, no, because he's gone and got himself a new job, hasn't he? Give it to Big Sam till the end of the oh, season. No. What are Leeds' chances, do you think? Oh, uh, hopeless. But, you know, he gets a nice payday, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you have a point of order, though? Um, pear-shaped, that's a thing. Um, we talked about the perfect hat-trick. We've had some listener feedback. I say listener feedback. It was our friend Ali who said we got it all wrong, that it wasn't three clean bowls. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He what said it, he should be, it should be based on the technique of the bowler. So it should be a stock delivery, slower ball and bouncer would be the perfect hat-trick. And we focus oh, too much on yeah, outcome. So there we are, we? I've chucked that in. Okay, well there's a couple of things to unpack here. Firstly, Ali, the Bristol Express, good to have you. Welcome aboard. And secondly, shut your actual face, it's complete <laughs> nonsense. No, I think he's got a point there. Well, I mean, you have got a point, but there are nuances to cricket you just don't get with football. So, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, well, you know, with, with his left foot, did he curl it in the top corner? Was it a toe poke? You know, was it a cool one-on-one finish? You can break it down any which way you want, but in simple terms, left foot, right foot, header. I mean... So there we go, listeners. If you've got any feedback, uh, send it in. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) And Jim will just destroy it. Yep. Yeah, I've got no time for it whatsoever. Alistair, I strongly disagree with everything you say um, <laughs> in the world of cricket, of course. Uh, no, that's not true. He he has got a valid point, but we interpreted it the way we chose. Yep. Um, and live with it. We're the ones with the microphones. That's all we can really say, isn't it? We'll have a good chat about it and then agree we're right. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Anyway, we've just lost ourselves a listener. Ali, it was good to have you. <laughs> Travel well, my friend. And I suppose on that note, we should probably do the news. Uh, right, let's start with the rather sad news, actually. One of uh, Pete's all-time favourites, Charlie Morris, has yes. retired from the game. Uh, 30-year-old fast bowler. Uh, he uh, he couldn't stand the pace because he's had injury problems for a while, hasn't he? Um, but a good, honest pro. Top figures of 7 for 45 against Leicestershire. Made his debut in 2012, which feels like a million years ago. Pete knows how I felt when uh, Jacques Chantry retired now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to wish him all the best for the future. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, financially, if it gets tough, we've got a spare room. You can, you know, come and camp here. We'll take care of Charlie Morris. Is what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, I mean that that did sound like an emotional plea to have Charlie Morris in your life, and I feel like we should probably intervene and let Joe know about this. Um, (laughs) Never mind. No, wish him all the best. I'm sure Charlie Morris would rather have a shop window or something. I I think um, I, I think he bought a degree of consistency with the ball that we could probably have done with at the start of this season but we'll we'll come on to that but yeah he was reliable particularly in red ball cricket wasn't he yeah he was a good dude he was never going to change the world of cricket nope. but a good honest reliable what is it you say solid solid six out of ten he's a solid six out of ten in every category that lad and more power to him right um sticking with worcestershire no doc no surprise move on uh another retirement <laughs> Catherine siver brunt has retired from international cricket uh, more wickets for England than any other women's player. 335 international wickets 
that is something else over a 19-year career. So, I mean, I feel like it's your catchphrase now, Pete, because Daz never says it. Got anything to say? Catherine Silverbrunt. Go on, Pete. Sure. Yes, I uh, all the best for the future. Hey, nicely done. Well done, my friend. And she'll still be there in a boat because Nat's still playing, of course. So. Well, yeah, that's it. So you her know. wife, Nat, still plays for England, so she'll just be knocking about, just yeah. um, offering constructive criticism. Oh, you'd hate to be the replacement, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're just a young person just making the way in the game. An all-time England great whose wife is always in the side, already, already in the side. Just be like, oh, 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 that was your effort ball, was it? Yeah, oh. No, 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 oh, no, no reason. No, no, no reason. Sorry, I thought no, it was just no, no, just Catherine. Was, she was really, really. Anyway, um, and it, by her own admission, she said that she wasn't really feeling the same way about the game as she did, and so she's uh, she's retired. Fair enough. Sticking with women's cricket and Scotland have gone the same way as other nations in giving a core group of women's professional contracts which is cool and groovy it's further development even in a kind of a minor nation within the game that they're taking women's cricket seriously which is good to know uh and something that we i wrote down and meant to mention in the last podcast but i didn't in amongst the chaos there were 73 bits of news to get through and something <laughs> fell by the wayside and that was uh worcestershire supporting the uh ramadan cricket league league sorry the ramadan cricket league last month uh, that was at St John's in the west of Worcester, and we love all that sort of caper. It's a tongue twister, that wasn't it? I made a well, meal well, of it, well. didn't I? Which yeah. is ironic because they can't <laughs> eat during the day. <laughs> um, anyway, there's your news, um, and I suppose it's probably time for this. It's sometimes incoherent, but generally quite brilliant. Daryl's worst to watch. Shall we start with the second eleven this time? Go on. Yeah. Okay. It was no. a. No, no. Okay. Change the order. Okay, what do you want to do first, Pete? Uh, no, go on. No, all right. Pete's very austere today. You're very stern. What's going yeah. on? Is everything all right at home? I say this, we're at your <laughs> home. Charlie Morris is retired. I'm still... My house, my rules. Been... <laughs> oh, bless you, Pete. Anyway, despite the uh, the emotional demise of Pete, what have you got for the second 11, Daz? Well, three games since we last met. It was sort of the good, the bad and the ugly, really. So um, where should we start? What do you reckon? Good, bad or ugly? Let's start with the good. The good. Okay, so there was a, a strong second 11, really beat Derby uh, by 197 runs. Kasif Ali scoring a second innings ton there. So uh, yeah. good news there. Bad or ugly? Let's carry on in the film vibe and go okay, for okay, bad. bad. So, we should have um, done good news pudding, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we should have done <laughs> but good news pudding. I love on. a good news pudding. Um, a defeat against Lancashire. Kashif top scoring again in both innings, so he's in a bit of nick. Um, we set them a paltry 65 runs to win, and uh, they got home by five wickets. So uh, we did take a few wickets in the second Yeah, innings. 65 is often harder to chase than 150. Oh, absolutely, mate. yeah. I t- couldn't agree more. Um, on to the ugly then. Over to you, Pete. Thanks, mate. That's all right, mate. No, uh, Warwickshire, no play. Poor Dammer Rain. Not even a ball bowled over the four days. So one win, one loss, and a, uh, and a rained-off draw. I mean, speaking of rained-off cricket, I mean, the women's Rapids have had a dodgy old time, oh, they've haven't, they? Home, haven't they? Yeah, well, they haven't played a game until well, the, finals day, yeah. the finals day. Yeah, so no games played at all out of six. And that includes the other three teams in the group as well. So yeah, straight, every straight single game, game the women's rapids were involved in, and the t- teams in their group, yeah. every game was rained off. Yeah. The table was weird because there was no wins, no draws, four no four, results. Four, yeah. Every single team it was just like rock bottom on alphabetical yeah. order. <laughs> but uh, I, actually, I don't know how they picked the semi final. Oh, well, obviously, the, all four teams went into the semi finals, but I don't know how they picked the order for that because it would normally be first v fourth, wouldn't it? So. I, I, I couldn't tell you. You're looking no, at me. No, as if I'm I'm a I, I, I wouldn't. Previous I form, last year's. Um, well, it wouldn't be alphabetical because we played Warwickshire. So. Yeah, I know. That's, That's why I've gone for last year's. I suspect if knows that, that, let us know. Nah, do you reckon? Yeah. Actually, can I just count? look? We're well in on the women's game. I was annoyed there wasn't a live stream for the Warwickshire game. We'll get to that in a bit. But if you do know the answer to that, don't let us know. No, please let at me that know. Point, that level of admin, no one. I would love to know the answer to that question. Oh Jesus! Right. Okay. Good on you. Right. Let Daz know. At Daryl B back home. Daz will be back home. Oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, we played a um, semi-final against Warwickshire. Um, we Warwickshire made 133. Hannah Hardwick, a couple of wickets. And we were in the hunt, really, 82 for four. Probably not necessarily the favourites, but certainly in the running, but uh, completely collapsed to 96 all out in the end. So, Ooh. well done to Warwickshire. And they went on to beat Staffordshire in the final. Can I just yeah. say, you never say well done to Warwickshire well, again. Well, 
<laughs> not in this house, not anywhere. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Look, I mean, Pete's it's really I stern mean, today. My house, my rules, isn't it? It is. Oh. Stern but fair, like the Russian police. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, in the stern. end, in the context of the game, it's a bit of a kicking. But within the wider context of the women's game, there was a time where Worcestershire wouldn't get anywhere near Warwickshire. And yeah, now we're so. at a point by which. Oh, look, it was a bad beat. It was a bad beat. But we're disappointed because yeah. we, every time we play them now, we fancy having a crack because yeah, we, we're a good side now. Um, so that's worth mentioning. But ladies, it's Warwickshire. Just so you know. Yeah. Pete's staring. Pete's we, staring we, down you, the microphone. You've set a high bar. Represent. Okay. We appreciate you though. So there we go. Uh, should we go on to stick with the ladies and Central Sparks? Um, quite a few games actually since we last spoke. Uh Bit of a thrashing uh, at Nottingham against the Blaze, and then uh, shared the spoils with the Vikings. They, by the way, the Blaze. The Blaze. They knew. That's new. That is. That's got to be. It's the East Midlands one, isn't it? Is well, it? I, I mean, it's a Nottingham ridic- ridiculous name. Oh, but anyway. They're all ridiculous, aren't they? Honors even against the Vipers. A couple of uh, well, a couple of games against them, home win and a an away defeat. Um, then we played the Thunder at Old Trafford. Now that game was very, very interesting. We bowled them out for two hundred and thirty-four. Erin uh, Burns four for fifty-six. The Aussie. Mm. Um, and then in reply, we got 62 for two. It rained. My favourite, the Ducky Lou, came in to play, Jim. <laughs> yeah. So we lost five overs and 10 runs were knocked off the total. So 224 was the new target. And we reached 212 when the ninth wicket fell with 12 balls to go. Took four singles off the next over, leaving eight to win off the last. And it was Grace Potts on strike. There was a couple of singles, a dot ball, two twos, leaving two to win off the last ball. And then it was a sort of a length ball into her pads, and she couldn't get bat on it. Um, she sort of flicked the pads, and uh, she ran through for a, a leg bye. It was a tie. It was a tie. So what a it game a that tie. was! What a finish that was! I mean, ties are so exciting, but also once the excitement dies down and the adrenaline wears off, you just go a tie and a complete waste of a day. <laughs> well, you have to say fair play to Grace. They come at number eleven. Uh, scored eight runs at the end to, to, to get us what, yeah that's superb isn't it that's a game of cricket it's isn't it Duckworth Lewis was a bit harsh though wasn't it, uh, it ten runs five yeah. overs off come on but it's, it was early it, it was quite early in the innings so you don't like the word duck, or the phrase Ducky, ducky Lou, Lou do you Jim no, no ducky it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't it doesn't contain it should be Ducky Lou Stearns shouldn't it I mean that's I find that as juvenile as annoying as I do team songs right <laughs> I love it Ducky it's Ducky Lou isn't it yeah. How do you feel about team songs? Because I feel like I need to get I this love, out. I love I team songs. Some... Uh, well, yeah. no, I'll tell you what, actually. Oh, I love... No. Yeah, it's great. I hate it. It oh, makes me brilliant. angry. I saw the Durham one on the Can Twitters. I just, I, I, that makes me angry. Grow up. When it's, Grow up! When it's us doing it, it's brilliant. When it's other teams doing it, it's juvenile and pathetic. No, it's, it's, it's a bit oh, late, Come on, it? It? Grow up. If Smile it's rugby... Enjoy no, yourself. If it's rugby, like, I get it. And you're all, there's that kind of, like... Um, there's that um, attritional, physical kind of euphoric feeling in a win oh, no, like, you know, they spend and he just run one down to third man it's a bit <laughs> lame come on get off it what do you mean rugby is nutritional they spend 80 minutes hugging <laughs> like on the fourth most of a rugby match I tell you what you'd love a good spend, hug from Maro Itoje <laughs> but he'd squeeze the life out of you and not in a fun way now um, four days of attritional cricket and you nick a win at the end that's worth a song isn't it yeah, but not like a not like a team song, not like a cutesy nursery rhyme. Yeah, it's a bit. And then like the Durham lads, they're all there, like banging their bats yeah, on the it. floor. It's I just it's just a bit dorky. Well, maybe is it just me? Maybe that we'll do that for another any other business. We can come up with a proper song for them to do. We'll like, just have a jam session in, for AOB. Yeah. In football, like a, a punishment for a new player, like a forfeit, is like singing a song. I think if you lose and you drop a vital catch. Get up and do a song in front of everyone. Yeah, maybe, yeah, do karaoke. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, we all hate karaoke. Maybe I just listen. need to lighten up. But I've always found oh, it a bit so. awkward. I've always found it a bit awkward. It's a bit cringy. In the room. No, but they film it now, don't they? Yeah, that's a bit silly. But and it, all the Durham lot were all on one knee. They're like kneeling down, like knights of the realm, and then they start doing their little tappy tappy. Oh, like song. I said, when the other teams do it, it's pathetic and juvenile. But... Anyway, should we go back to hashtag Sorry, sparks will fly before punches fly? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So uh, it's high against the uh, the Thunder at Old Trafford. And then, um, Thunder Ties. Northern Diamonds at New Road. And I'm going to hand over to Peter Somburg, who was there. I was there. Talk us, about, talk us through it. And it was an excellent win. It was a comfortable win. Um, it wasn't the most exciting watch because it was so comfortable. You know, when a team just 
I mean, Cantor's home, doing it in singles as well. No even, you know, going out with a bang. Yeah, it is really, we're just going to gonna knock it around and take the take our time with this. So it was great if you're the, the home team. Wasn't the most exciting game to watch. Did um, they do a song afterwards? <laughs> the first innings uh, was though, uh, Winfield Hill got off to a really good start for the Diamonds, hit a quick fire. They were 50 for no wicket off 10, then completely crumbled to 161. All out. Uh, Georgia Davis taking four for 19 with a spin. Really, nice. really, bowled really nicely. Um, uh, interesting action. There was a big appeal. All 11 went up for the Sparks, convinced it was out. Umps said no. And there was an audible cry of, are you joking from one of the players? Real Descent, you know, get descent off. yeah, which yeah. was interesting. And there was a bit of tension <laughs> there for the next couple of overs. There was a run-out appeal where they... It seemed like they had a word with the skipper. I don't know what, what that was about. But um, they're trying to buy the, a wicket, do you think? Is the main a... issue that I had, and this will explain why I've maybe been a tad grumpy so far, is there was no beer on sale Peter. at the ground. No beer? No beer. No bars open for the Sparks game. Which is just rubbish, isn't it? We're just. I mean, the only benefit is that the... Um, the advertising of Iceland over the years. That's why mums go to Iceland. My mum was there. She did trot off to Iceland and pick me up a number of cans, <laughs> which was nice. So that's the answer to, to that question. A but marketeer's no. dream, you obedient bunch of dishonest <laughs> But I mean, you got to like, I, I mean, that's the longest I've been quiet on this podcast. Open a bar. Even if it's just a pavilion, open a Well, bar. I can't believe the pavilion was shut. No, the, uh, the, the, no, the pavilion wasn't open. Um, the cafe was open for some refreshments, but there was no beer available. Uh, oh, man. The ground. I, that, that annoys me, A, because I like drinking beer at the cricket. I, ideally, Chablis, uh, but I, <laughs> no, I'll make no. do with beer. But B, I mean, that's just a bit sort of women and ki- ki- children, isn't it? Women and children, soft drinks, and oh, yeah. open a bar. Um, I mean, yeah, that's annoying. I mean, there I mean we, were, we were at the Sussex game, and it was hard work getting a beer, um, but you know, but at least there was the pavilion. But I, I mean, I thought I was the alcoholic, but you two are another level. I mean that that really did. It's not how much you drink, does it's how you are when you drink. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, I'm too friendly. Yeah, bit 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 disappointed that. I thought that was a bit bit of a shambles. Um, I mean, there were lots of security in for um, was what was a relative. Well, there's Again, it's a bit of a shame that it's not not better represented the, the Central Sparks and UA. Were well. they enforcing the no sandwiches rule on entry as well? <laughs> was that a... no? That was all fine. Um, so hey, re- we've talked an awful lot about Sparks, haven't we? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, it was a brilliant win. When's the next game, Pete? No idea. No, you wouldn't have any idea because their website still showing the 2022 fixtures. Is it? Absolutely outrageous, this is by the way. So if anybody really from the Sparks is listening, get that sorted. <laughs> Welcome if you to- want us to come to games, tell us when the bloody fixtures are. Well, I'll tell you when the next game is at New Road. If you want a teetotal bank holiday Monday, it's on the 29th of May <laughs> against the Thunder. So that's at New Road. So uh, for the Sparks fixtures, come to us. Don't bother looking at the website. Hmm. Excellent. There we go. I think that's what's to watch over. Hey, should we all have a beer? <laughs> well, the good thing about this is that, you know, normally this is the kind of all light-hearted stuff where we're all really jokey and, and jovial, and then we get into the serious stuff of match chat. But now we're going to head into that, which has been pretty dire. <laughs> yeah. So we might just have to, uh, yeah. Well... Uh, look, it's Monday. We're recording on a Monday. Uh, this is clearly what happens when you record on Maybe, Monday. Yeah. Do it at the weekend. Welcome to Pleasure Town. <laughs> Come on in. The water's warm. Do it on a Monday. It's like, and another thing, actually, the tea and coffee making facilities left a lot to be desired. <laughs> We've become middle-aged grumps. Anyway. Well, we could have done it at the weekend as well, given how quick the game's over. Hey, right. I might, I might have a beer, actually. Do you want Ooh, No, I'm all right, thanks. Do you want beer, Jim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, beer, full full fat or shandy? Yeah, let's not muck about. Let's have a full fat. Uh, drinks break. This drinks break. As, as, Pizza, as, 12, as it, 12th man duties, Pete. Pete's on 12th man duties. Um, and in, in true Jim Dale carrying the drinks fashion, it's going to be lager. I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you, uh, add, make an addition to Worcester Watch as well. Oh, go on. There whilst will Pete's, be, whilst Pete's in the kitchen. While Pete's in the kitchen. There will be a Worcestershire team representing on the 11th of June at the LGBT Cricket Festival in Sutton Coldfield. All right, go on. There's uh, teams from Worcestershire, Gloucestershire, Derbyshire, Warwickshire... Middlesex, I think Lancashire is the other team. Will you be coming out for it? Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'll be in my uh, sequins, representing sequins. the pairs. I got a little. See now, there's a good point. Little three I pair feel, sequins, I think. You know the the, um, the unicorns and everything. Yeah. And LGBT cricket, and yet you're all still wearing whites like a bunch of chumps. Get some sparkle on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Get a bit I agree. of bling on. There's no makeup going on. 
I mean, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to stereotype the the gay humans because you know they come in all different shapes, sizes, and flavors, and more power to them. But I want to see a little bit more flamboyance. Come on. I'll, t- I'll let you do my makeup before the next game. Here, here's my batting equipment. Here are my boots. Manolo Blahnik. Um, <laughs> do you want to do my makeup before the next game? I mean, I, I'd be terrible at it, but I'll give it a go. Yeah, there we go then. That's that sorted. <laughs> Done. Enjoy oh, your beer. What have you got? Uh, well, we've got no sponsors. Actually, if you want to sponsor on a pair, sponsor, oh, yeah. let's sponsor on a pair, and then we can get some decent editing equipment. Now, um, <laughs> I'm drinking a Lock 10. Lock 10? A Lock 10 lager. It's batch number 18, so they've not been at it let's long. Have a look. Have a look. <laughs> batch number 18. Lock 10, batch 18. Where's that from? Never heard of it. My fridge. Atherston, Warwickshire. Peter. This Somburg. What? Atherston, Warwickshire. Look at that. I'll have, I'll have a bud, please. It's got a CV postcode on it. That's it. You give me a you give me a Warwickshire beer. Yeah. Peter I didn't know that. She was left here from uh, yeah, just friends here at the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Blaming other people. Oh, it tastes oh, a bit bitter. sour. <laughs> yeah, sour. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very nice. Anyway. I mean, it's all down your chin. Just for... for all good. right, back off. <laughs> Do you know who'd love that? Ed Barnard. Now, <laughs> let's do match chat. Um, so, um, let's hand over to Captain Breers himself, Peter De Sensible Sonberg. Um, let's try and get this back on track. Wow, we've been grumpy. Um, there's nothing like Worcestershire's current batting form to cheer you up. So, yeah. <laughs> since we last spoke to you, well, it was midway through the Durham game, wasn't it? And I said, boys, we've got trouble here. And I tried to downplay my concern my concern was warranted that was a shambles yeah it was um let's yeah as you say let's wrap that up quickly before we move on to the other stuff um my issue didn't have a problem with the declaration still don't i think it's the right thing to do if you've got aspirations of getting out of division two you need wins so absolutely fine with that that. we were then three for one before lunch and we were immediately three for two after lunch and my problem with it, with it is we were neither going for the draw or going for the win. We kind of softly limped our way and handed Durham the points. Um, you know, um, Kuhneman finished with a fifer, and three of those were players down on one knee, sweeping him to the boundary um, and getting caught. And it, it, it never felt like we stayed in the game long enough to give ourselves a chance at a decent dart at the end. We just kind of went all out. First up, then thought, oh, well, we're not going to get the win. We might as well. That's it. We've gone. And it just felt really soft. It was soft. Kuhneman is a, is fine. Kuhneman's fine as, as a spinner. Nothing more than that. So you're right. If you're going to chase that down, you can... At, at three for two, I know I talk about... Like, I, I hate draws. If you're deciding to opt for a draw with two sessions to go, a draw is a legit result. If you're thinking about just batting us out for a draw towards the end of day two. That's the thing I have a problem with. So yeah, I don't mind the declaration per se. The ba- the, the bonus points thing is silly though. Yeah, you're yeah, going to make an aggressive declaration, yeah. bat aggressively and get the points while you can. And it was just the fact that we weren't busy enough. We were two down and then we'd be busy, take the singles, rotate the strike, take the boundaries that are there, see where you are and see if you can get in range. It's just good sense. Instead, we were kind of conservative and then looked for a big shot. And some of the dismissals, particularly Kuhnman, Roderick and Haynes actually, both of them were in reasonable form. Yeah, it was ugly. I thought it lacked control. I thought it. I thought it lacked identity, and that's another thing that about Worcestershire County Cricket Club at the moment is that it was. I wasn't quite sure what they would go. I didn't quite see what they were trying to do. If no. we're going to be aggressive, chase your bonus points and just go. And then if you're going to chase, yeah. just chase, and no matter what, go down swinging from the outset. But like controlled and, aggression is a thing. And Daz and I were really positive about it on the basis that we said at the bare minimum this will be a draw. And if we're honest, it should have been the draw is the bare minimum result we should have had. Two sessions, we should have been able to no, back we that out. We were in a position where we were the only team that could win and, and a draw was And the, the only way result, we could it? really lose it is if we conspired to, to be ridiculous, which is yeah, kind of what happened. What My other issue with it is, you know, three for two, you, you're going to, it's going to be a challenge. You know, at that point you can kind of batten down the hatches perhaps. But you just come off the back of a good win against Derby. Okay, quality of Derby, questionable. But you've come off the back of a good points tally. You've got your first home game the week after against Gloucestershire, who have just been relegated from Div 1. So, you know, good side. You can take the momentum at that point and go into that game, first home game, and think, okay, we've got really something to build on. And it just kind of feels like we just went to Durham, have the 16 points. 
and then all of a sudden the momentum you've built up you've lost and then obviously what's transpired since hasn't been the best so yeah I didn't like it soft is the best word I can use yeah I think I think all of those things are fair and unfortunately I just I just had a just had a bit of a vibe but the, the, the those decisions have come from somewhere so the decision to bat like that and that those dismissals playing aggressive shots and just not they go well we just didn't execute okay fair enough but you know if there are points there still to be had have the points so there's a decision there being made is it being made by the skipper or is it being made by the coach and again this is a theme that will kind of run through the rest of this i think is that okay what are Worcestershire trying to be because we're not bully boys we can't yeah. we with the exception of i mean Dolly can get a pace if need be, and Haynes can be aggressive, but that's not Libby's game, and it's not Azar Ali's game, and that's your, you know the, the the backbone of your top order. And it's not Roderick's game either. So I just, I'm I'm not I wasn't convinced that I'm not convinced they're playing the right style of cricket for the players they've got. Um, so yeah, and we could have just had ourselves a draw, and it would have been no harm in that away at Chester uh, at Chester Street where we never win anyway. No, we could have taken the points and got and stayed undefeated yeah. and gone back to New Rome felt good about life but there we are well you mentioned batting there let's let's move on so the, the first thing I want to chat to you about or let's let's have a chat about is our batting lineup because we've we've played Gloucestershire we've played Glamorgan and we've played Sussex not in that order um, and it's clear that our best batsman has been the rain um, <laughs> so <laughs> stayed there for longer than any of we've We've obviously got an issue or had an issue in those games. We were 59 for 4 and 49 for 4 against Gloucestershire. We were 44 for 5 against Sussex. We were 34 for 6 against Glamorgan before the tail really wagged. Now, there are some mitigating factors. It is early season scores. You know, Kent got dismissed for 95, Essex 126. So there are some low scores in yeah, general. April and a wet May. You know. We've met yeah. some bowlers who are at the peak of their powers. Tim van der Gutten. Um, is the leading wicket taker in Div 2 um, Nessa is going to get called up for the Australian side at some point Ollie Robinson obviously quality cricketer um, so we've met some fine bowlers but there's clearly an issue just with batsmen not applying themselves I think what do you reckon? well we, we've seen it in the past few years actually and uh, uh, April's been cold May has been wet it's not been great for if you're a top order batsman it's been pretty rotten and that is a mitigating factor We've also seen in county cricket in recent years that the last five wickets tend to outscore the first five. Yeah. And that's interesting in itself, in that the new ball is a factor. So being aggressive is is okay. Um I feel I feel like there's an element of shot selection, really. I think there's some iffy-ish shot selections. The players themselves I don't have a problem with. In that I feel like the players are good enough. And as we say this because we're just kind of sat in the middle of div two. And still in range, despite the rubbish results and some iffy batting performances, we're still in range. The players are good enough. Pollock is starting to push me. I'll be yep. honest with you. He's starting to push me because, even particularly against Sussex, and Ollie Robinson's a brilliant cricketer. He really is a fabulous, fabulous cricketer. But it's just, he, he's just getting a bit Zach Crawley on me. Just put yeah. the big booming off drive away. Just put it away for a bit. Earn the right to play it. You can catch up. He's got all, he's got the shots to catch up on his strike rate if he wants to be that guy. But we we've seen the value in seeing off the first ten overs, and it's yeah. something that we seem to refuse to do. I mean, you you, you read through that list of us, but you got to remember Gloucestershire were eight for four. Mm-hmm. Sussex was sixty odd for four, weren't they? It's, it wasn't just us, but we didn't seem to be able to apply it later on in the innings either. We didn't I, give ourselves a foothold. We didn't have any of our stronger batsmen still in at that point and we're just relying on yeah I mean I think I agree with you with with Pollock I think he's made a little bit of a scapegoat sometimes it doesn't help himself in this situation but I think it's an automatic Pollock's got out cheaply he has had a couple of early season jaffers in amongst his his rashness I think Pollock in the first game of the season is how I'd like him to play in that he saw off 15 overs with Libby or I think Libby had gone he was with with Azara at three and then he tried to hook a short leg side delivery that was dross and needed to go. He just got it wrong. But at that point, 15 overs had gone. It's when he did it. I think there was a dropped at slip from a good good ball that took the edge. Then a, a flashy four. Then a play and a miss. And then skied one up into the air. If doing it in the first over is what I've got a problem with. Yeah, and got, it just got, that's where he's testing my patience. you three lives already and you go for a fourth. Yeah. Well, you, just haven't, uh, you just haven't assessed the pitch, have you? You haven't earned the right. Shot selection. Yeah. Certainly, so, as you always say, you can be aggressive yeah. without being reckless. But yeah, I so that's an issue. But I mean, clearly, 
there's stuff to to be addressed there. I think I had a problem with team selection as well. I didn't like Wait being at six. Wait has done really well. In fact, he's top of our batting averages, averaging 55 at the moment. But if you're saying that Wait at six, Leach at seven is where it's got to go, I much preferred it in the last game, which admittedly was our worst batting performance, where somebody like Hose was at six and then Wait comes in at number seven. I think he's really solid for that position. Um, but I didn't yeah, like picking the five seniors. And then them not even bowling weight either, using him as a batsman, because there are better options, I think, at six. Yeah, his his technique is... I describe weight's technique as rudimentary. Um, it's, <laughs> it's very... He's there and he's got a stand and deliver stance. You know, his hands are really close to his body and that's all great and everything. But it just looks like quite an awkward custom. But yeah, if, you, if you're asking weight to bat at six, if you ask just because you want him to be Ed Barnard doesn't mean he's going to be... And, he and Roderick actually have put in some yeah. useful and, and gritty displays and got some decent lower order runs, but you're not winning games at cricket at 25 no. for five. You're just not. On the so, upside, I thought Hose batted really nicely in the game that he, he came into. Um, Sussex game, was it? Was it? Uh, Sussex, yeah, he didn't yeah. play the yeah. game. Yeah, uh, got, got a nice 50 in there. I thought he batted nicely. As ours innings, where he saved the game for us, was a classy 100. He looked all in all sorts of trouble from 0 to 40, but... Um, you know the the batting after after lunch, he seemed relatively in trouble, and him standing up to Ollie Robinson by and saying, "No, pal, you ain't getting through," was a really nice innings. It was. I, I tell you what, if it had been a four day game, the Sussex game, they'd have beaten us. Ollie Robinson is England's best bowler, and has been for about two years. And people are going, oh, Jimmy Anderson, just just stick with me on this. In that, on any surface, Ollie Robinson takes wickets in international cricket. On any service against anybody, mm. he's like, I mean, and we we went to watch some of it, and we went behind the bowler's arm. The guy's dynamite. He's absolute dynamite. And I, I tell you, although we would have lost the game, it was great to battle for that draw. And watching Pajara and Smith and Azarali and Ollie Robinson go for it, it was just a real joy to see elite cricketers, test standard cricketers yeah. on the county cricket circuit. It felt kind of special. And Azar, it was a little bit like, yeah, I've got, I'm on this because Robinson's steaming in and he's nipping it all over the place. So it's a test. It's almost like, it's like him kind of going, it should be like a Rocky film or something. Like he's coming out of retirement and goes, oh, I remember, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when it used to be fizzing past my nostrils. I'll have a bit of this. Let's tuck in. Yeah. You know, how up for it can you get against like a, a Tim Murta? You can't, and he'll nip you anyway. Mm. So, um, yeah, the Azza, he could have he could have batted for another two days and not gotten out. Um, and there were some promising bits in that Sussex performance. Um, but, I mean, that one, it was good to get away with a draw, and it was just a really good cricketing spectacle. For all, for all the wins and losses in county cricket, one thing that I do miss is having uh, an overseas player in every county that was a genuine elite test player. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd have him for the whole season as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just out of interest, before we move on to the other side of uh, side of cricket, what do you do about the uh, the opening and, and, and the batting lineup? Because obviously Libby injured his hand, I think was it, and wasn't available, so we had Pollock and Cornell. I know there's been talk of people wanting to see a, sh- a shift in the order, but opening is is tricky. Not everybody can do it. Our opening options are really three players, aren't they? Cornell, Pollock, and Libby. Cornell very inexperienced. He's been scoring a lot of runs in the seconds, yeah. but still got a long way to go in his development. I mean, I suppose there's an argument. Would he try Hazard? Dolly, maybe? He Dolly, he, he said he doesn't want it. He's he captain. He doesn't want to do it. Well, he's scoring so many runs at five slash six, you can't move him, can you? Um, aye, what a sark you get. Do you know what my feelings about is? It's very difficult because you've just given Ed Pollock a three-year contract. And if you drop him, then the next guy in doesn't do a good job. You're in a bad way. Do you know? It's tricky. Taylor Cornell, if they've got to find out if he can play or not. They've yeah. got to find out if this dude can play the guitar. And you only do that by putting him in the first team. Because second 11, scoring a bucket load of runs helps, but the drop-off is sizable. It's difficult to overlook the, Cassif, though, in the middle order, isn't it? Especially within what he's doing in the seconds. Yeah, yeah and he, the back end of last season, he looked good. He looked very good. He looked good. I mean, Gareth Roderick could open the batting. Good. We didn't see that coming, did you? Are we going to turn him into an opener as well? He's one that supplied himself. I mean, he didn't have a good time of it at three, but he's sorted his game out since then and made some tweaks and he's been in good nick. He's just been willing. He's just just patient, isn't he? He he picks it. Um, And I know he's played a couple of daft shots to stop us from getting our logo on the website. 
Um, but it's oh, just a momentary lapse. Um, but he's been able to apply himself, I think, more than any other Worcestershire player uh, this season. Grit, technically sound, determined. If he gets a good one, you know, he, he is the player that he is. If he gets a good one, he gets out. Well, fair enough. That's just what the game is, isn't it? And as you mentioned, we've, we've actually come up, come up against some really good fast bowling. I mean, this bloody price. Are you kidding oh, me? A hat-trick in 100, get in the seat. We had a, a million, well, we had um, six for a pound, didn't we, in the first innings? Do you know, the thing that bothers but, me um, about Price is I hate the phrase, um, oh, it was just his day, because that makes it sound like you have no control over it whatsoever, but we still put down a lot of deliveries to him. Um, and again, they tried to do this thing, Worcestershire, that other counties do, but um, I don't know how, how frequently compared to us, where they do cat and mouse with a lower order. And they insist on getting oh, the yeah. lowest ranking batsman on strike at all costs. It's almost like, oh, you can have runs. Yeah, we'll get shows. we'll get the number 11 on strike and bowl at him. Meanwhile, the guy who's eight or nine is just happily spanking boundaries around. And uh, it really winds me up. But that's something for another well, day. Well, England do that as well, don't they? Quite yeah. often. Well, they've got a million analysts in the game, haven't they? And it's a game of numbers. They're doing it for a reason, obviously. Yeah. We had a thing at Exeter where, where Paul Tisdale brought every player back when we were defending a corner. So we had no one on the halfway line break out and we're just going mad at it going the ball just keeps coming back but they have analysts he goes well we did some analytics on it he said it's the best chance of not conceding a goal at a corner so we're just doing that go, oh mm. okay so you can be annoyed by it and I find it annoying as well just get the guy out or at least try to I didn't like it either oh. in the last game where we had no runs to play with you know when you've, you're have you out for 100 and you've got nothing to work with yeah, and you're giving effectively them... giving them singles just to get the number 11 on strike I think it's daft yeah. cricket if they're gonna yeah make him hit boundaries if you've got a make, couple of make hundred him, make, make them beat you yeah you know, um, if you've got a couple of hundred to play with fine I get it you'll get him eventually but when you've got no margin of error yeah. I just I dislike it um, god we are grumpy um, right bowling yes so, our bowlers are averaging over 30. Um, Josh Tung is averaging 41, and I've been pretty disappointed with him, given how highly we think of him, how good it's, it is to have him back. Was bowling with the Lions over the winter. So, you know, yes, he's getting back into a new uh, full season and everything and coming back from a serious injury. But I was hoping for more of him at the start of the season. Um the other thing is the economy. Uh, Finch, Pennington, Dolly, Tong are all going at 4.2, 4.4 and over. That's because opposition teams are looking for the batting points. Really? Um, well, it's also, we, we haven't been scoring runs with the bat, which means that they're looking to set the game up. So once they get past the new ball, I mean, they've actually, we've been, the odd spell from certain bowlers has been expensive, but we've been pretty economical and pretty decent up front. But because we've been behind the game a lot, it allows... The opposition to, batsman yeah. to be aggressive and go after you, you know. And I think you know you'll t- you'll both tell me happily if I'm being unreasonable, but I think what kind of sums up our bowling unit this season to date is Finch in the last game. So he came away first five, brilliant, well done him. Waited a long time to get into the side, superb. Bowled some absolute beauties as well. There was a one that just nipped away, uh, and there was a clean bowl in there as well that they were unplayable really. Bowled really really nicely. But bookended by those beautiful deliveries were just some really average stuff. So it's just spells of inconsistency and bowlers not backing each other up. They're not bowling. The unit isn't building pressure for me this season. There's been moments where um, bowlers have performed well, but they're not backing each other up. Well, I th- I think it, it's tricky because, again, like, what's the show? We are who we are. And, and like it, it sounds unkind, and I don't mean it to be, is that we can afford what we can afford. And the reality is is that we've got half a dozen seam bowlers in both red ball and, and white ball cricket collectively who on their day are really, really they're mm. very, very good. But it's very difficult to get three good games in a row out of them. The problem that Worcestershire have with a bowling lineup is there aren't enough players who say, you've got to play me. I'd say right now, you have to play Leach. You can't not have him in the side. Oh no, he's, he's the fourth leading wicket-taker in Div 2. You know, so. And so he leads that attack and he's doing it again this year. And then the guy behind him is Ben Gibbon. And I, I think Gibbon, with his variation, actually he's bowled really well. I think he's added half a yard of pace. I feel like if everyone's fit, he's got to play. And then we're just in a rotation. You know, It's, it's, it's a been revolving a door of good game, bad game, good game, it's, bad game from everyone. And Charlie Morris, you know, um, God bless him. Enjoy your retirement, Tiger. But he, he was the same in that you'd get a good game out of him, then you yeah. get an average game, then you get a, a bad game, and you have to drop him. You know? It's been a shame that Pennington's sort of seems to have a niggle this year, which is keeping him out of being in the side. Yeah. You know, leading wicket-taker last year. Shame not to have him 
available. Um, but yeah, it's just been a bit inconsistent, hasn't it? It's been a bit up and down, and we've been a bit lucky with the rain. But as you say, Jim, we're still in it somehow. <laughs> we've managed to we're we're hanging on in there. Um, well, look, I mean, we've we've always said on this pod that we are we we love the club and we're positive about everything that we can possibly be positive about. But we're not happy clappers, and the reality is, Worcestershire fans at the moment aren't very happy with performances. The players probably aren't very happy with performances. The coaches aren't very happy with performances. That's the nature of competitive sport. You want to win, and we're not winning. And when the trouble is we're often starting games, especially with the bat, in a fashion where, yeah, okay, you get put into bat and conditions aren't favourable, and you get the worst of the conditions, but win anyway. That's the nature of high-level professional sport. Just win anyway. And that sounds kind of glib, but... Our tone, I think. We've been grunt merchants. We're not normally, are we? We're not all of us. There's usually someone who's kind of alleviating <laughs> the distress. But it's indicative, really, of what of what we've watched. I mean, yeah. the exception of the Sussex game, actually, which was really good fun. That you know, and we had a beer in the sun, Pete, and it was brilliant. Um, we did, and we don't mind getting beat um, when you've got really good operators at the top of their game who are just better, and that's all right. But unfortunately, last year we weren't hugely competitive, and the year before that we weren't hugely competitive. And this year, although you know Red Bull, we tend to be a little bit better recently. We've started in a fashion that kind of says, even after day two, you're thinking we're not going to win this game of cricket. So you can only, you can only, <laughs> you can only be judged by what's put in front of you. And what we've seen is, I think mediocre. Yeah, I think the players are better than that. Like I think the players are good enough. I really do, but you know, I don't know whether there's a lack of again. I'm bring it back to identity. What's this team? What is this team? What are they trying to be? What's their identity? What's their mo? Revolving door of fast bowlers again. Changes in the middle order. We even had change at wicketkeeper, uh, and then again, like no doc. So we've had a culture within the club. We've appointed from within, which is a Worcestershire way. And that thing that we were kind of hoping for is a, a fresh start, a new structure, a DOC, ideally from outside the club that will have fresh ideas. Uh, and that hasn't really materialised. So I feel a little bit like there's a good side stuck in limbo. Is that? I think that's a, a fair way of putting it. Yeah, I think so. It's more of the same until something changes, isn't it? And nothing's changed. Yeah. But again, that said, we're still in the mix. And I, I suppose you can you can put that down to I mean only barely any no no teams won more than two games of the five or so what it is we are still very can much we, in the promotion mix which in a way is concerning because we haven't been very good but it also means that the point system which we have sort of championed for getting rid of the um, high points for draws means that in a very uh, topsy turvy anyone beats anyone division is that we could well come back to this in August and yeah. be somewhere near. Can we which, also have a good chuckle about how bad Yorkshire have been? I mean, I didn't want to say, but <laughs> I wanted to say, being what a player he is, and it's good to see Bairstow back scoring runs, but um, yeah, it's great that they're not winning games of cricket. I, they're just so damn unlikable, aren't they? <laughs> right, gentlemen, to any other business, and this is the part of the pod where kind of anything goes as a cricket... We're not doing any other business. Something's happened. Something miraculous and ridiculous has happened that we've had to cut this podcast into two bits. This is now a podcast within the podcast. Full disclosure for you, we recorded this a few days ago and we were getting hoofed by Leicestershire. We thought the game was done. It was toast and we were just going to publish this pod at the end of the inevitable defeat. Turns out... Things went rather well. So we've come back to Pete's house to make sense of what we saw on Saturday. Um, Daz isn't here. I thought Pete was going to phone Daz. Pete thought I was going to phone Daz. Turns out no one phoned Daz. So you've just got the two grown-ups. Um, so Pete, welcome to podcast two. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I was... Um... I was going to phone Daz. It was my job. I just chose not to. Fair just, enough. Just leave him out. I mean... We can all live without it for a little while, can't we? Absolutely. So, so yes, we weren't going to talk about the Leicestershire game because it looked pretty bleak. But now we feel like we have to. Yeah. So we're literally changing the record. Literally. Um, let's get to it, Pete. Saturday was spectacular, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
And they did everything that we asked them to in that they applied themselves. Roderick being the mainstay of the whole thing. Yeah, we'll start off. I think... I think um, Let's start with off with our boy. Well, Haynes got a bit of a rubbish one, I think. I think he got a little inside edge on that, and he got he out did. LBW. But Gareth Roderick channeled his inner Jonathan Trot. <laughs> he faced 753 million deliveries for his 59, but he put value on his wicket, and it was that thing of just getting miles in the bowler's legs. Yes. Chris Wright ended up bowling 30 overs, and you don't do that without Gareth Roderick digging in. His strike rate after the first 50 balls he faced, Pete? Go on. Eight. No, actually, no, I take it back. It's 16. It yep. was 16. He upped it the second 50 balls um, to 34. Still pretty slow. But actually, in this world of aggressive cricket, sometimes just digging in and putting value on your wicket is important. We it don't is... win without that innings. Well, there was um, time in the game, wasn't there? You know, the old adage of just bat. Sometimes in the in the modern game that doesn't doesn't work because there's not enough time in the game to and you have to manufacture a result. But there was plenty of time. It was all about application, and as you say, it's about putting miles in the legs. It's something that Richardson alluded to in the post match interview. Take it deep. You know, a bowler can do it in their first spell. They can run in hard in their second spell, but they can't keep doing it for thirty plus overs. It just doesn't work. Hmm. So get them, uh, get it deep. Make the bowlers lose their line. Cash in. I feel very uncomfortable about you saying get it deep, but. <laughs> Um, what I will say is that Leicestershire bowled well. They did. The, bowl, the Leicestershire really well. bowling attack, compared to last year, it's a much better unit and they're a good side. We might have to stop mocking Leicestershire. For... No, we, no, we, okay. we, we, no, I don't think we can. We should do. No, they, they bowled beautifully and it was testament to um, the grit that Gareth Roderick showed and also Ho's really good yeah. knock. Really we, good. we were talking about this on the WhatsApps, controlled aggression, right? Be sensible, protect your wicket, but when the opportunity is there to go after a bowler, choose your moments and go hard. And that's what he did. And it yeah. just, a, just a, a brilliant first session, really, really watchable and absorbing stuff. It was. It was just, I mean, there's not enough superlatives for it. It's just superb. Um, it, the only downside to the way Ho's played is um, when he did eventually get out, sadly for him, short of what would have been his second century in his career, and, and it would have been his first for Worcestershire. Dolly came in not in the best of form, and the way that Roderick was playing, it meant that the runs just dried up, didn't it? You know, rather than Roderick and Hose complementing each other nicely, we just got a little bit stuck. We did. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dolly's had a horrible run of form, and it's one of those things, isn't it, where you just think he's got to try and. I think he was just trying to bat himself into form, just spend time at the wicket, because again, there was a day and a half to do this. But you're right, and I was, you know, we were thinking this is going to be a, the second new ball is everything here. Yeah. And you want to you want to get that score the total below fifty at that point, by which a few edges here and a few, you know, um, with the harder ball just pinging off the bat. But because it was kind of glacial, they needed what seventy odd. They needed about yeah, seventy seven. Um, and then Rodders got out just before, and it was, been I mean, dropped, it was nip, he got, yeah, he got spit Ackerman oh, spilled a sitter. It was nip and tuck, wasn't it? Um, I don't know about you though, but I I thought that was the perfect innings for Dolly to maybe play himself into a bit of form. Captain's yeah. innings, you know, really focus the mind. It's down to him, hundred percent, to see the team home, and he can go through the gears in a way that Roderick I don't think really can. You know, I think no. Roderick's got a first and a second gear, and maybe he's got two and a half if he's lucky. You know, but that's okay. You need different types of cricketers to win different types of cricket matches, and that's what we did. But you said uh, we talked about the batting order. Um, the other day, or earlier on in this episode. Earlier on in the it, pod, we um, talked about... <laughs> and you talked about maybe Roderick opening the batting. You know, he batted at three before for Gloucestershire. That was his main position, but got up there, did a job. Um, well, he's technically sound and he, yeah. and he can dig in. You know, and uh, and what what was notable for me, I'm going to throw... I'm going to stat you. I like, Do you remember the first season where I used to just be a stat monster and just come at you with some numbers? Six games this season... We have allowed bowlers to take fivers against us seven times. Wow. And that includes two sevenfers and a sixfer as well. There's only one game in which a bowler hasn't taken a fiver against us, and that was Glamorgan, and their two opening bowlers took four each in the same innings. Um, also within this, seven fivers in six games, several of which were affected by rain, two of which really heavily so. And the point I'm trying to make here is that they're too often this season, we've let a bowler beat us up. We've let a bowler just run through us. Yeah. And what was notable about Roderick on Saturday morning particularly, it was just, I'm not going to let Chris Wright or Josh Davey run through us. No more fifers. No more. 
Yeah. And that's important. And it's about seeing off that spell and being clever with it. And then getting, again, getting some miles in their legs. Chris Wright bowled 30 overs. By over 30, he's, it's not coming down with the same zip. It's just good sense. Sometimes it's... you've got to just, you know, keep them in the field, 23 degrees, keep the heat ramping up on them, keep the legs, you know, tiring, let the heat sap a little bit of energy. And you, you, it gives you the right then to score those runs later in the day, like Dolly did. He earned the right to score those runs towards the end to get the victory. And I, yeah, and, I, and, and we mentioned, you know, that it's okay saying that there's been some mitigating factors and bowlers have been at the peak of their powers. But at the same time, our guys are going out. They're not going out with nothing in their hands. They've got a piece of wood that they can use to yeah. stop the ball from hitting the stumps or their legs. We always used to say, didn't we, the opposition are allowed to do good so, things too. But yeah, works both ways. And I know I keep using the word apply yourself like a, a broken record, but yeah, they just they just did. Um they yeah, I <laughs> just fa- absolutely fantastic. It, it, do you know what? And it's a huge win. It's a huge win because if I think we lose that game, which we should have done. You get bowled out for 83 in the first innings, whatever the other lot do. I mean, our Red Bull season done. Yeah. If we lose that game. Yeah, I agree. We're now right in it and a and an honorable mention um wait Good contributions with bat and ball. Joe Leach in the second innings bowled beautifully. And this, I mean, if we have to chase 330, it isn't happening. Honestly, it isn't happening. So the very unlikely 270, I mean, admittedly, I woke up on Saturday morning and thought, I feel kind of optimistic. I feel like it's a free hit. It's like we're we're somehow still in the game. We'll probably lose because we can't bat. But I kind of thought, it feels a little bit like a free hit. Yeah. Let's just go for it. Um, You're right about Leach. I mean, he just you know he just keeps churning out the wickets. He's metronomic, um, isn't he? But there's that little weight spell, isn't it? Did he take four wickets for sixteen? Yeah, in sixteen balls or something for a, a few runs. Might have got the stats quite slightly wrong there, but he really just mopped him up. Um, and he's turned into a useful acquisition. He, he showed signs for us last year of, of being a decent cricketer, um, and you can't really argue against him being the standout performer in the first part of the season. Yeah, absolutely. On for the Chiminda Vars. And, and you have to, I mean, we, we kind of thought he was, um, you know, he was a, a replacement for Joe Leach. But he's been invaluable. Mm. He keeps making telling contributions. And when you're, when you're talking about that kind of number six, number seven, number eight spot in the team, wherever it is, he ha- you know, he'll, he'll be batting in one of those three spots. You just need contributions for the most part. Being an all-rounder is really tough. Like, yep. it's really tough. Um, but he has been all-round. Very, very good. Credit where it's due and there are still there are still problems here there are still problems with this side and you know one good day does not a season make but it's so important because Hose has just got scored some runs Dolly's just scored a, you know a useful it's a useful knock and he's getting back into form and we're just about to hit the white ball stuff so you know it's I don't think you can underestimate actually that that's going to be really valuable to those players that feel coming off the win Different competition, that's fine. But just remembering how to win and what it feels like to win, and getting back on ball and feeling good about it, and that, um, and we really, really needed this because, I mean, you were not happy at the start of this pod last week, um, uh, and uh, no, I, I mean, your, I mean, your tone has changed significantly. You are a happy man right now. Pat. I mean, just for clarity, I am still drinking, but it's drinking in <laughs> celebration rather than out of grumpiness. Uh, you know, I may have I may have had a couple of um, celebratory sherbets. You are which sounding is why a bit I'm sounding up, I've dropped a couple of octaves. I sound yeah. like a blues singer. Um, I tell you one thing that we, I suppose we should mention. What did you make of the Jack Brooks loan? I didn't like it. Um, it all felt a bit unnecessary. We've talked a lot um, about having a production line of uh, fast medium, particularly right arm fast medium bowlers. And given it was the last game before the T20, surely, I mean, there may be fitness issues that we don't know about, but surely there is somebody in waiting in the wings that could have come in for one game as a free hit to get some miles in the legs. Mitchell Stanley, probably going to come into the T20 side, could have churned out for a game. I think Pat Brown's injured. I think I read an article. But yeah, again, he played, played seconds, didn't he? But again, he? there's got to be somebody there that could have come in yeah. and just... Just um, to test them out. It's odd, isn't it? To me, it basically said, we don't trust Finch and we don't want Waite to be number you know, the fourth seamer. We want Waite as the fifth seamer because we don't think he's necessarily it either. But then, I mean, Finch has had a really good game. I was going to say, can we talk about Finch? Yeah, so we at the start of this pod last week, 
um, <laughs> we were kind of bemoaning the lack of sticking power with the ball uh, with the batting unit because we're five, you know, we're five for nothing pretty much every week, and the fact that the bowling the bowling unit was not picking itself because we couldn't get consistent performance back to back from players. Yeah, so promising spells, but not consistent yeah. spells. Good game, mediocre game, bad game on loop. Save Mister Leach. Finch has gone back to back. Yeah. And a new angry, like, you know, it's almost like it's almost like his career's on the line. I don't know. Yeah. Is, is he just going, look, you need to do it now, kid, because there are enough seamers there that will take your job. And he was a snarly so-and-so. And he's this tall lad, rangy. He, he had a really good game. He was brilliant with the bat as well. He was. He was. He, he, he uh, flashed a beautiful one through cover um, and then really went hard at one over slips. It's always nice to see one fly over the slip cordon. Um, but yeah, with the ball, aggressive, giving it some as well. Bit of verbals, like all of that. Yeah, that's it's why we wanted uh, Matthew Wade in just to give it a bit of grit. Yeah, just be annoying. Yeah, just, yeah. And you know you're going to get it back. You know when it's your turn to bat, you're going to get it round your ears. But if they're bowling well, it round your ears, they're not bowling it at your stumps, are they? So well, Mulder and they're going back and forth, and that's what you that's what you want, really. Yeah, isn't it? I thought there was some Worcestershire were mainly dreadful. They were good with the ball, awful with the bat first up. But it was, it was there was some good cricket on show. Yeah, and that, and that kind of matters. And it, I think Leicestershire are a good side, and that is a decent bowling attack, and um, with a bit of aggression and a, a, a little bit of swagger. There's a little bit of swagger to Leicestershire, yeah. which we're not used to. So to have a young fast bowler going, oh, actually, I'll stick my hand up because we needed it. Um, and and he can hold a bat. I mean, he he's not he's not got many shots in him, does he? Was it 14 overs he's that Ian Dillon Pennington tried to save the game? Do he's remember? done a bit in the One Day Cup. He came yeah. in and hit a, you know a couple of sixes and he had a he's couple got of, power. Hit a couple of twenties, didn't he? Um, um, so yeah, this is this is all very odd, but very welcome. This is yes. it's, it's what we needed for a, for a, a fan base that was suffering for enthusiasm in mid May, and we thought, goodness me, fr- basically Friday lunchtime, we were thinking it's going to be a long old season. <laughs> it's going to be a long old season. Yeah, and we just thought, I mean, the moan fest that was the first half of this podcast last week. And the world automatically now feels like a very well, different people, story. After we'd finished recording that first half, um, you stayed at mine for a bit and we had a chat about cricket. And I went to bed almost crying, <laughs> like weeping at the state of how things were. Um, not because of your company, just because I thought, well, it's all a bit rubbish, isn't it? But yeah, well, it's just I giving mean, us a nice little shot of positivity. That's the reality is that it was all a bit rubbish. But somehow, when they really needed it, I think really on the shoulders of Gareth Roderick, and the natural talent of a Mr. Hose, you know, the season's back on. We're second as it stands. I know they're going to get leapfrogged very shortly because it's, uh, um, full disclosure, it's now Sunday afternoon. Um, but we're in the hunt. We lose that, I think we're toast because yeah. there are so many demoralising defeats in a row. Right now, second is on. They've got to improve. F- Goodness me, they've got to improve. But I feel like... We need to. We, we really need Daz here to round off this off. He would say something right now, wouldn't he? That would just be stupid. Just something daft, just like just just, yeah, win, just, just win all your games. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Just win all your games. Just much more fun winning. Just win. Which or is... he'd sit there and start going, "Oh, the Worcester." But I'll no, end with you. no, <laughs> no. Um, okay, that song. But you know, if they're singing it a lot, then our lives are a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so quickly then to the T Twenties. Bit of news. During the Leicester game, was announced. Um, Osman the Pakistani leggy, is going to come and join us for the start of the T20 blast because Mitchell Santner, who plays for Chennai Sue Perkins, Sue yes. Perkins hates us. She does. They're knocking about in the latter stages of the IPL. Not watched it, don't care. But it means that he's going to be late. So we've got ourselves a, a, a talented leg spinner, international caliber leg spinner. I love a leggy. I'm fine you with it. You do love a leggy. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's cool. And another thing, we're gonna we're gonna end this bad boy on positivity, and that is Bank Holiday Monday. There's cricket at New Road, May the 29th. Yep, it's a double header, Pete. Sparks are in action, and Worcester Worcestershire Rapids are in action. So the women and the men on the same day on the same bill, fifteen quid for an adult. That's amazing. That is really good. Credit it's to the bargain, club. and it's Bank Holiday. Yeah, I just aceness. So from the very bare edge of despair, Pete, we have found ourselves in a happy place. The sun is out. The yep. sun is shining. Worcestershire have won a game they had no right to, and the season's 
kind of back. Yep. Full, you know, I feel like heavily caveated, massive asterisk, got to be better. Goodness yep, yep, me, they've got to be better. But you can only start with the first day in front of you. And goodness me, they did well. Oh, my God. Um, right, so there is no any other business, except there is. So any other business is just going to have to be in our new mini pod. So if you're There's a little bit behind... all over the place. We're busy, aren't we? I feel like we're going to record this in a pod. Like that Sky pod that they have on the site. Just oh. pods everywhere. Oh, mate. So, um, so there we are. We'll release any other business as part of the pear-shaped mini pod. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. Next time, when we deal with the T20 malarkey, God help us all... We'll try and we'll try and do this right, <laughs> yeah, and not just not just assume we're going to get a kicking because it saves us having to do two pods in one. Hey, head and shoulders, nice. Um, and on that alarming sort of bombshell, pairs fans, are we are we good again? I think we're good. Are we good again? Yeah, we're uh, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the next couple of weeks has to say. But we'll hold hands and take a jump in the T twenty. Hey, mate, why not? Hey, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> Don't tell Daz. Have you told Daz we're doing this, by the way? Because if we just release this and he's like, that's not the ending. No one told me. I think we should do this every episode. <laughs> just, just bolt on a bit that Daz doesn't know about. Hey, well, look, why not? Um, it's probably the most coherent we've been all season. Um, so, we'll leave you to enjoy a victory week, Pairs fans. And nobody saw that coming on Friday, let's be honest. Not even us. We will learn from our mistakes. We'll get it right next time. But we'll see you next time, Pairs fans. Be kind to yourselves. Peace.